What's up? Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Use code CHGO when you sign up. What's going on, Bears fans? Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, and a very sunburned Nicholas Moriano. Look at his face. Yeah, guys, I packed everything but sunblock. And now I know day two. See, we got to learn, adjust on the fly. And day two, I will have a shit ton of sunblock because it was hot here. It's the exact opposite of what it is in Chicago right now, guys. It's like high 70s, sunny, and sunburned. Super jealous. You look amazing. Get yourself to Target, Walmart, whatever you got to do. We actually have a Walmart connection to one of the players we're going to talk about tonight, which I'm very excited about. Big day for the football cats, which is why, Hogue, I am wearing a hand-me-down Adam Hogue sideline <laughs> Northwestern something something gear today to honor Adetamoa Adabare uh, and and Evan Hull who were on my TV screen on my computer today looking pretty solid. So congrats to the Cats. Yeah, Cats all over the Senior Bowl. This is a Senior Bowl recap show. We're really excited about it. I spent my entire day watching these practices. Uh, Nick, of course, is in Mobile. He's there. That's why he's sunburned. You can't get this type of sunburn in Chicago when it's negative. Although it was sunny today. That part was kind of nice here in Chicago. Uh, I don't know what Carl was working on today. He may have been working on another. Uh, Devonta Smith should, you know, tell the referee. Uh, you know what? That he didn't catch the ball take. I, I'm not exactly sure, but, you know, he's here too. Can I, can I just address something? Uh, because, uh, first of all, I had – and, and KT within the, in the chat right now, for those of you listening to the audio, is Carm not suspended? I take offense to that comment, KT. I, if anything, I should have been promoted for that geniusness <laughs> that, that, that came out of my mouth yesterday, if I may. But listen, let me just give a little background on that one take, and then we can get into the show. I am the son of Fred and Gladys Carmen, more specifically Fred Carmen, okay, in this particular incident. Fred Carmen was born in 1925. He fought in World War II, never saw any combat, but he was a part of that generation that, you know, you didn't ask for anything. You just showed up. Country was in trouble. Hitler's going nuts. I'm raising my hand. I'm volunteering. I'm going to fight. And when I was growing up, when we would go to sports, sporting events, my dad was like Mr. Integrity. He, when people would be yelling at dudes to miss free throws, he'd be screaming at the, at the fans for because that was wrong. That was bad morals to try to impact someone's free throw. And I'm like, you are the death of fun. I mean that all lovingly to my 97-year-old father. But like, And he would literally root for the opposing team, for like for the Pistons to make a free throw against the Bulls because Bulls fans were yelling for Bill Lambert to miss. And I'm like, don't. And so, so I have not gone that far, but I have some of that moral integrity that's built into me. And that's part of what, what came out yesterday. See, I knew to get through this show, I was going to need some goose Island. <laughs> so I came prepared for all this foolishness um, and we're good to go. I, I do have to, uh, we'll, we'll table that discussion. I think there's more there. I think Carm should probably play more golf. Um, you know, things like that, where it is on the uh, player to call out himself for penalties. And if you get caught on camera, then you, you basically right. just get disqualified. Um, I, I do. I feel like I have to call out Kevin Fishbane, though, or or somebody else, maybe an Eric Edholm, somebody that I feel like would get sunburned relatively easily. They couldn't help our guy Nick out with some sunscreen at the at the Senior Bowl practice today. There's nobody there that we can help him with some sun. I mean, yeah, 
Nick, you are just a, a very handsome looking gentleman. And right now you look like a lobster. I'm sorry. Did, did you ask Fishbane? Did he, t- did he say, did he have like a huge thing of lotion and just said no? You know, he said he had some, but he didn't offer me any. And so I don't, oh. I didn't ask for any. I didn't ask for any to be fair, but oh. I mean, he did have some. So where, I don't you know. know Media competition goes too far sometimes. And I, I think this is, um, I think we learned a lot about Kevin Fishbane today. Didn't? I yeah, think. I have some. <laughs> Pause, no follow up. I mean, although I think in that moment, Nick very justifiably could have been like, can I borrow some, please? And it would have been like SBF 150, but, you Nick know. Nick was basically on fire out there, and, and, and Fishbane had a hose that could have put him out, and instead he just let him burn. <laughs> Yeah. What, what type of job is that by Fishbane? Our fellow Fishbane or Wildcat was there with his son at the basketball game over the weekend. This he was too busy funny. watching Evan Hall and Adetamoa at a right today, <laughs> apparently. Hey, we got a lot to get to from the senior bowl practices um, that happened today. Of course, the Bears uh, and Luke Getze coaching one of them um, in the, the, the second afternoon practice was the American team. Uh, which Luke Getze was coaching and do have some things, you know, on the coaching front that I think we'll get into here. But first, Nick, you're there. Um, what What's your biggest takeaway from day one down there at the Senior Bowl? After having seen Luke Getze's practice, like you just mentioned, the American team was a second practice. It was a lot more organized in, in terms of just how the drills were being uh, coached and then there was it seemed like if you ever have been to a Bears practice it was very similar to that there wasn't a lot of downtime a lot of hustle where things just were in supposed to be in a certain time and once it was done you went on to the next drill and you know I I, I spoke to Ryan Poles for a little bit and like told him, like man that first practice was a little little out of sorts he's like we're gonna see how the second one looks with with Luke and I was like all right hopefully it goes well and it did so that was a big take. When I asked Jim Nagy earlier that day, like, what stands out about Luke Getze? And one thing he said, as a person, he can command a room. He does a really good job with those guys. I think that resonated in terms of how that practice, that second practice, really worked and what you're able to see from a lot of the players out there. Because the practice was run better, Adam, I thought you saw more out of those particular players than you did in the first practice. So. And, you know, Matt Eberflus was there. Obviously, he's been under his belt for an entire year now, seeing how those practices run. But I think he did a really good job first day with a bunch of new staff members. And he was talking about that. You have people from South Alabama as, like, the the line coach. And, like, there's a bunch of different, you know, um, revolving variables. But Luke Etsy made the most out of it on day one of the senior bowl practice. You know, I – it was interesting watching the NFL Network's coverage today uh, in my perspective because the the first practice, there was a lot of fun commentary, and, and shout-out to Andrew Siciliano, Charles Davis, and Daniel Jeremiah. They're, they're a really good team, and they do the Senior Bowl every year. But they had a lot of commentary on the music <laughs> in the first practice, uh, and there was actually a really good moment. Obviously, it's going to sound biased, but even they commented on it that the timing was perfect. But the, whoever was DJing turned on Jump Around right at the moment where Keanu Benton, who played nose tackle at Wisconsin, had a rep, and he just dominated his guy and got to the quarterback like right on cue. It was really well-timed. And then they were commenting early in the next practice that there was no music, that it had a different vibe. And I did think it was interesting, Nick, you probably saw but couldn't hear what was being said. 
but Getsy was actually mic'd up when he had the whole team together at the end. Um, and shout out to NFL Network because they showed the entire his entire speech to the players. That was and awesome. he actually, yeah, he actually commented. It was a, a, a good good insight, I thought, to um, you know just seeing Getsy coach first of all. But he commented, he's like, I really like the intensity that you guys had today, like the right attitude. But he wanted, he honestly wanted to have more fun, like celebrate when you get a big play. Um, like it just was too uptight. Like, and he even mentioned, yeah, I understand this is a job interview, interview, but you guys got to lighten up tomorrow. Like, let's have, let's have more fun. And those guys on the NFL network immediately commented like, well, maybe get some music going here, coach. Like, like, let's light this up a little bit. So I, I don't know. Maybe there'll be music tomorrow. I thought that, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And actually Luke Getzey. So some of the bears media who were there got a chance to talk to him after that practice. And he talked about just that Adam, where he felt like a lot of his guys were a little uptight, a little nervous about trying to execute every single route, right? Every single play, right. But he wanted, that was the message that he gave to them. was like, you need to lighten up, have fun. This is still football. But that, I'll be curious to see that because definitely in the first practice, like there were, it felt like more old school songs for definitely. And then the second practice, like you said, there wasn't much going on, but I did think that practice went a lot better, but let's see if Luke gets, he incorporates some music uh, on day two. It's funny that you brought this up, Ho, because I, I took notes on Getsy's speech. It caught me so much. Uh, I wrote down Getsy wants more fun. Getsy wants more celebrations. Getsy did a great job doing pushups. Because his team lost the drill. So there we saw Luke Getze getting down and doing 15, part of the team. Then I, one thing I didn't like about Luke Getze, he's like, guys, you're going to do media now. There's 15 minutes. When that horn brings, you get the hell out of here. It's like, it's like, hey, hey chill out, Luke. They, they could, somebody could talk to Nicholas Moriano for another couple of minutes if they want. They don't need to leave right at 15. He's, he's generally a very friendly media Getze guy. Uh, but then he got to the – he understood their position. I also put in quotes, this is a job interview for you. So he understood their 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 predicament as far as I guess having fun, but also just you know good message there. Hey, you, yes you're competing, but lifting up your other guy right now that's something you're gonna have to do on the team that you're gonna be on. So seeing that you can do that and compete at the same time is a good look for these guys. I, I did. Uh, I don't Luke or Luke Nick. I'm not sure if you tweeted the photo of Luke, but you did send this to us uh, with Luke Etsy wearing a Veet t-shirt apparently underneath his the gear he was coaching in for those that don't know so mobile is obviously not a very big place um especially the downtown area but, but where the main central hotel is where they have all the players stay um the, there's like a two block radius of places like people hang out basically during senior bowl week and the one bar right across the street from the hotel is called Veet's. And that's where kind of everyone hangs out. And quite frankly, it's a dive unless they've cleaned it up since the last time I was there, but it's a, it's a dive and it's a type of place that has a reputation within the NFL. And I just <laughs> love the fact that Luke Getzi's rocking a Veet shirt on the practice field after practice. That's awesome. Yeah. Afterwards, he also sees like, no one's ever rocked a Veet shirt before. Well, I'm going to be the first one. And then, he was kind of talking to me. He's like, maybe we can get a sponsor. Who knows? So he was all for it. That's who Luke Getzey is, though. He's a pretty fun guy. I got a chance to go to Veet's last night for the first time ever. Around like 8, 9 o'clock at night. Like, there's this lady just falling out of her stool. I'm like, oh, this is Veet's. This is, it's still very early on, but it's very much a dive bar. I don't know what it looked like before, Adam, but I don't think it's changed very much because and, it is a dive bar. 
All right, now I got to put my reporter hat on here a little bit. I don't want you to out anybody, but is this is this person who fell out of a chair, um, you know, a local, not necessarily affiliated with the NFL, or is this somebody we would know? This is actually a local because I was chatting to the guys right next to me. I'm like, what's going on here? It's like, oh, she's one of the locals. She'll probably fall out of her chair again. Yeah, she does it. There it is on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. The Luke Getzey rocking the feet shirt. I seriously love that. That's awesome. That's did, fantastic. Did did you get head coaching vibes when he was talking today? I, you know what? I think it's too soon for I, – I felt like it was like talking to Luke Getzey, to be completely honest, Mark. I, a little bit more laid-back setting because, again, we were outside, nice weather, and but it, it didn't feel like head coach vibes yet. But hey, the way he ran that practice, it shows you know the head coaching tendencies that he you know he definitely shows. We're gonna hear from we're gonna hear from Luke Getzey a little bit later on in the show, so you guys yeah. will get a chance to at least hear what he had to say um, to the media afterwards. I don't think we can play the speech yet with the players. That's NFL Network's footage, but um, uh, it, it, I did find it interesting. Uh, by the way, Lawrence has a YouTube poll going right now. Which sunblock should Nick wear tomorrow? We got SPF one hundred. <laughs> Get that man a bucket hat, uh, SPF 30, SPF 10, or none, oil him up. <laughs> what is that one at? Uh, second most votes, at least oh, the no. last up- update I saw. So, um, but yeah, I would, rec- me up. I would at least recommend a bucket hat or something. All right. Um, we do have some interesting prospects to talk about. I thought this was uh, in, in, an interesting day. Um, I have to say off the top, though, that's some of the worst quarterback play I've ever seen at any oh. senior role. I, I, I mean, it was hard to evaluate wide receivers, which obviously matter for the Bears. And, like, you could still see the route running, which was good. But, like, in terms of catching, Nick, obviously I, I was only privy to what NFL Network was showing, so I couldn't necessarily see everything, but they were showing a lot. Do you remember one single wide receiver making a, a, like a like a standout catch today? Because I don't think they showed one, and I'm not blaming the wide receivers. I don't think there was an opportunity to make a play like that because the quarterback play was horrible. Yeah, it was more so I saw really good route running, yes. not not like a spectacular catch because like you, I honestly – paid no attention whatsoever to any of the quarterbacks there what but a lot of those footballs were being thrown the complete opposite direction where some of the receivers are going and again they're all learning this you know what's going on what's going into this offense this week but yeah it wasn't it wasn't very good at him more than anything I saw some good route running some from some particular wide receivers but not spectacular catches let's talk about some of those wide receivers because I have a few that stood out to me um most were in the early practice, but there was definitely at least one in the second practice um, that I saw. But um, here, here's a here's a few of them because I, I wrote out a list earlier. But Puka Nakua from BYU, I thought was a guy that had um, size and and pretty good route running in his one on one battles today, and I I I was impressed by him. I thought he had a good good day. Um, Jaden Reed from Michigan State. Um, somebody who, you know, local to the Big Ten, have seen him play. It seems like Michigan State always has one wide receiver like every year that, that can impress in these settings. Um, and I thought he had some wiggle to him. Trey Tucker was intriguing um, from Cincinnati. He's a smaller guy. I think he's only 5'10", um, but has that 
Tariq Cohen like quickness to his game. Um, and you see so many of these teams right now, and certainly with the Chiefs, where they have these sort of gadget guys that they can line up and create matchup nightmares. Um, and, and I and I thought that that he was interesting. And then Nathan Dell from Houston in the in the second practice on Luke Getze's team, um, he really stood out to me as well. Yeah, Nathan Dell was, I think, the winner of overall of both practices. Um, he's only listed at 5'8", 165, so he is a small guy. And in these settings where you're going up in one-on-ones, he's seven-on-sevens, like that's a guy that should excel, but nasty route running, quick yeah. feet, precise in what he wanted to do. There weren't a lot of guys that could actually stick with him, but Nathaniel Dell was somebody, and I watched pr- primarily the cornerbacks and wide receivers in the second practice the first practice i was more so watching the the interior offensive line and then defensive line but nathaniel dell was definitely a wide receiver that stood out and i'm going to try to pronounce this guy's last name but from princeton andre yosivas and i think maybe you know uh lawrence would actually be able to have a better pronunciation but that's a guy from princeton he gives me christian watson yeah okay was it, I, have, I have no idea. Who I may have to write his name in the chat, and then he can critique me on how bad I maybe butchered that. But he almost gives me like Christian Watson vibes, where he's a big, tall, athletic guy, has this vertical speed, and his route running was a little better than I thought it was going to be. But Princeton wide receiver uh, did really well. And also I saw in the comments here Rasheed Rice from SMU. That's a big-body guy who there was actually, now that I think about it, Adam, one good catch where he kind of has to use his catch radius at being at – Six three, I think he's around to, to make a good catch there. But I thought there were some wide receivers that stood out in that second price. More so because I was actually paying attention. Carm, that was the guy you you and I were on the phone earlier, and I had the sound muted because I was talking to you, obviously, and and I was like, "There's there's a, this wide receiver from SMU though that, that I'm that's distracting me right now because I thought he looked pretty good, and that was him." So I got I got a couple guys that are distracting me, Hogue. And, uh, and and Nick, first of all, you named him at the top. You telling me that you don't want Puka Nakua on the Bears? That that's the greatest name ever. <laughs> Puka. Get get the ball to Puka. Let's go. Uh, and so I was watching. You know, I like to watch interviews on these guys. And and Puka Nakua, when you're talking to him, dude doesn't stop smiling. He's got Nicholas Moriano smile. The dude is <laughs> he's just he's straight happy all the time. I will. I I am uh, I'm in it. I'm interested in Nakua. Um, 14 touchdowns, by the way, five and five catching the football, five on the ground. And uh, don't forget since his parents, Panina and Lionel Nakua. I've done a deep dive on Nakua, I'm all in on Nakua. Um, and Hogue, I thought you would like this about him. You know what he's good at, Puka Nakua, outside of catching the football. Got and in his highlights, hands look sick, moves look sick. The guy, I, he, I, dude's got some talent here. But he's also about a 200 average bowler. I thought that might excite you. Puka Nakua, damn it. Really? Yeah. That's that's interesting. I did not know that. Um, Pre- precision bowling, Nakua. 200? Yeah, 200 is a good score. Yeah. 200. Yeah. Solid. yeah. Uh, I, I also like the Grant DuBose guy, uh, Charlotte 49ers. He's got an interesting story. Uh, small school, not recruited at all, was working at Walmart. Um, in Montgomery, Alabama, uh, went to Miles College, store, you know, small, uh, historically black school, 1,500 students, was there in the pandemic, gets recruited by one D1 school, the 49ers. You go look at his highlights. Dude's physical, man. 
he is I, I like him uh he, he excited me when I was watching highlights today I don't know if he did I obviously Nick I don't think you he did anything today but it was a hard day for receivers to, sh- to show out so I like both those guys yeah another guy real quickly now that I'm, I just had the the well one they didn't have rosters there or they ran out when we all got there which was makes it so much more difficult but Got one on my phone here, uh, Xavier Hutchinson, Iowa State wide receiver. Um, he had a couple of good reps, I remember, just in one-on-ones. But also, you talked about that physicality, Carm, with the other player. You see that in Xavier Hutchinson's game when he's downfield blocking. Even though they weren't in full pads yet, you do see that in his game. But, yeah, I, those are all things that the Bears value at the wide receiver position. You got to be able to – obviously, you need to be able to catch and, you know, run routes, but you need to be physical in that run game and be able to block on, on the perimeter. But that was a guy that stood out right there. Yeah, I thought uh, I I thought that with just to wrap up the wide receivers, I thought that going back to Nathaniel Dell, I wrote down great quickness at the top of his of the stem of his route. I mean, just those corners couldn't stay with them. Um, the same thing about the Cincinnati kid I mentioned earlier too. That smaller smaller guy, um, he was that Trey Tucker from Cincinnati. He. Um, do you remember when Robert Quinn last year, when he was really good, his bend around the edge, like sometimes his, his, like the sides of his, he was seriously like somehow running on the sides of his feet. He was so horizontal to the, or parallel mm-hmm. to the ground. You know what I'm talking about? Um, Trey Tucker had one of these routes today where he stopped so hard that like he literally slid like a yard with his feet like just sort of sliding, but totally in control as he hit the brakes and the, the defensive back just like kept going. I, I just, it was really impressive the way he just sort of like stopped his whole body, got at an angle and turn around and pluck the ball. I, it really stood out to me as a great rep. Yeah. These guys are, you could just, even though we're in the stands, um, like you could just see the force and the precision that they're applying in each one of these routes and the, the timing itself, it's, it's pretty impressive. And I think consistently and Nathaniel, again, Nathaniel is not the biggest guy, but every time he was breaking or cutting that they're usually DB's not, not there in his vicinity. And it was impressive. I'm looking forward to seeing how he can build off of an impressive day one. Hey, Nick, did you notice Evan Hull? Uh, what team or where is he from again, Mark? Oh man, that's See, a no, that's a no. You know that, what? That's, that's Hold that thought. Right? Yeah, we're gonna talk about. Yeah. I want to talk about some running backs here. Ouch, ouch. But yes, that was an awesome response, though. <laughs> by, by Nick to that question. Um, Who the hell is that? Okay. I know the other I guy. Guess, I guess not. Wait, were you being serious? I thought he was doing a bit just to get at you. Was I being serious? No, was Nick being serious? No, no. I, I mean, I like. I heard the I name, Nick but was I wasn't serious. paying attention. Oh, Nick was being serious. I thought he, I thought he was just, I just thought he was messing with you. No, I, yeah. I think I was just the only guy that I, t- I saw a purple helmet. Wow, out that's there. even worse. Like, yeah, it was terrible. He just yeah. dogged, just hey, dogged Nick, my guy. Cat or not a cat? That's the question. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, I'd be a good cat. cat, or, cat I know, I, I know you liked Adabari out of Tamawa, who's mm-hmm. gonna be, a, but I, I, Evan Hall looks to me like he could be a solid late round draft pick. Maybe a, even even a free agent uh, running back that could make a squad a la Justin Jackson. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to get to some running backs. There's one that I thought really stood out, and I do like Evan Hall too. 
Um, and it, but more importantly, first on the list, we got some offensive linemen and, and pass rushers we've talked about since those are huge needs for the Bears. Uh, real quick though, before we do that, got to talk about our next partner, uh, a product we know Nick uses literally every day. We like it too, uh, and that's so it's not athletic. sunscreen. It's not sunscreen. No. Um, Although maybe athletic greens can protect you from the sun. I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things in athletic greens. Um, Nick, that I know you love a lot. 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to help you start your day. Right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus and aging, everything, but blocking the sun's, ridiculous UV rays that beat down on your face in Mobile, Alabama. Yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> but all the other things besides that, of course. Um, and AG1, it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, it has it all. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than that old cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health and to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash chgo bears again that's athleticgreens.com slash chgo bears to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance and this new partner is uh perfect for me talking about guys who want a better sex life that's right right here our new friends our new partners at roman hey 50 percent of men have symptoms that get in the way of wanting or enjoying sex do you want a better sex life if so, if so you know you're not alone roman is right here to help digital health clinic for men Addressing a variety of sexual health needs, offering genuine med medication that helps achieve and maintain that strong erection that we are all looking for on the male side here. That's correct. Uh, discreet wipes is what Roman offers that helps you last four times longer in bed. That's always a good thing. And men with the low, low T, getting testosterone levels back to normal, this can help your increase your libido. Roman offers a testosterone test if it's appropriate for you. Test, uh, there's treatment for low testosterone as well. No waiting rooms, no hassle. Straightforward digital experience from the comfort of home. So you can, you know, you don't have to be in a in a waiting room and getting all nervous or anything. You're just doing it at home. Rome will send stuff directly to your door. Everything arrives discreet packaging, free two day shipping. Uh, this is what you want to do. Head to the ropes to the website ro.co forward slash. It says in here DNVR, so I'm assuming that that's the same. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if that works for us, but I think that does. Uh, and ro.co forward slash DNVR. No, we're doing at C, uh, slash CHGO. We are doing slash yeah. CHGO. That's what I figured. Okay. ro.co forward slash CHGO. There's a complete questionnaire. You're going to get diagnosed by licensed physicians. Free delivery again. The discreet packaging. Ongoing care. It's good stuff here, so check it out. ro.co forward slash chgo. Use that promo code chgo to get 20% off your entire first order. ro.co slash chgo. That's how you can learn more and achieve your personal sexual health goals. 
All right. And in the interest of the rest of the show sounding good, we're going to do a little production meeting on the air, if I may. Carm, something's going on with your microphone. For some reason, when you talk to the side that's next to the N on your shirt, it sounds really good. For some reason, when you move back towards the middle or to the other side like this, it sounds like this. So you think it sounds good here? Or on the sides, it sounds good. Sounds good here? Yeah, but right in the middle? Not here. Not good. Not Here's good. The problem is, not I know good. The problem is, there's a setting on your microphone. I have the same one. There's a little knob on there, and you might have it on. on better now. Better now. Better now. Better now. Better oh, now. Man. <laughs> Jesus. Better now. I'm going back where it was, and I will talk over here for yeah, the rest of the show. Talk on the side because it sounds good when you do that I, or move I, it a I little. Just, you know, I just should have bought. I just should have bought the sure mic. I, I, you know what? I just don't know where to get it, and I. That's my bad, and I'm going to solve this issue. Uh, just turn the mic 90 degrees. No, can we not do that? Okay. Yes. Yeah, turn. Oh my God. Does that work? Is that yes? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, look yes. at that. There we go. Okay. Okay. I hate myself. Continue well, on. Carm needs to find his his, uh, his knob. Okay. Oh, no, full and that's where Roman comes in. No. Um, <laughs> that's clearly where we're at right now. Okay. Shows off the rails again. Usually it happens on the first like I don't know forty six seconds. So we you know we made it twenty seven minutes today. Yeah. Pretty good job. Doing better. I'm fired up for our new partner Roman. We're getting there. Uh, but we got to talk about a guy that we're all really excited about. At least I am, especially. And that is our guy. I just like, everybody's trying to claim this guy now. I just want it to be known that we were the first. I think first put this out there, like maybe even last summer or something. But it is Cody Mauk, um, who I learned how to pronounce his name correctly today. So that's how on top of this we are. Um, but it is Cody Mauk, not Mouch, Mauk. <laughs> Um, who is the just glorious offensive lineman from North Dakota State. And, um, you know, just the long flowing red hair with the missing teeth in the front. He just built to be a Chicago Bear, I believe. I think, you know, it should maybe, maybe he should be the first overall pick even if we're being honest, not don't even trade back. Just lock them down at number one overall. No, of course, that's not a serious uh, topic. If we are going to be serious, uh, Bill Belichick would do that. I like him. I'm just going to draft him right here. <laughs> Let's go. Well, you know, what's interesting about Cody Malk is he, he was a tackle at North Dakota State, a program I have a ton of respect for. Um, I think they're extremely well coached. And uh, I believe that's where Northwestern's new defensive coordinator came from. So I am very excited about that for Northwestern. Cordell Volson is a starting guard for the Cincinnati Bengals. They nearly were in the Super Bowl. Christian Watson's dominating for the Green Bay Packers. That's just uh, too recent. They keep on throwing guys into the NFL out of there. So yeah, even at quarterback, and I know that hasn't gone as well, obviously yeah, with Carson Wentz, sure. but um, the, in Trey Lance, but um, you know that. Plenty of NFL talent coming out of North Dakota State. Cody Malk, though, the reality is the the arm length did come in today, and it was short. Um, only 32 and an eighth on the arms, which is 33 is kind of the cutoff point usually for tackle. And this is going to be something that comes up with Peter Skaronsky, too, and I think he's going to be slightly below 33. Um, but 32 and an eighth is way on the lower end of that. I, I look at it like this, guys. I think Cody Mount can be a dominant, possible all-pro type guard. 
Can he play tackle? Probably. But I don't know that that's going to be his best position. I don't know that's where you're going to get the most out of him. This is going to be a conversation that continues for a long time. Regardless, I think we get caught up in this a little bit too much. I think he's a good football player. You're going to hear me say that a lot over the next few months. You hear me say that every year. There's just guys on the board that I think we get too much into the minutia sometimes. And it's just the dude is a football player. He's going to be an asset for your team. Just don't overthink it and draft him. And that is, I, I think, I need to come up with like a like a logo or a, a you know, a box to check off for just football player. And But Cody Malk's one of those guys for me. Yeah, he was, uh, there was a rep to you guys where he actually had come out for a couple of plays. I don't know if he had something with equipment or injury, but as soon as he came back in or was ready to come back in, the left guard that was in position, he looked back, he's like, oh, wait, this is you. You get in here. I think, I don't know, there's a sign of respect with him and what he's able to do. But like you said, Adam, he looks like an offensive line, just being like, what, maybe a foot away from him. You got the teeth that are missing, just like big he practices with his belly hanging out. Yeah, yeah. He's he, if he lived in the woods, like I would completely understand. Like that's that's his look. That's how he plays. He's a mauler out there. There was um, a couple of reps that he had in the one on ones and against a guy named Tyler Lacey, Oklahoma State defensive lineman, who was having a pretty good practice, but he went up against Cody Mock two times in a row. And Cody won those reps. I'm like, Tyler Lacey's a guy that I like. And then Cody, oh, look at the <laughs> the process here. The Wow. Cody's a looker, ain't he? See, I don't think Hogue would have bought into him with the sophomore look. But once he got to the senior, <laughs> see, Hogue yeah. is saying that, you know, no, I'm no, all in. If his so name his freshman picture looks like, and I'm forgetting that actor's name, and I feel bad now, but that he was in Friday Night Lights, Landry. In Friday yeah, totally, Night Lights, definitely that, that's vibe. 2017 freshman there. That's Landry. Um, and, and, it's, and it's Jesse Plemons. Jesse, no, Jesse no, Plemons, no. that's what I was thinking of. But by the time Jesse Plemons was like in much other bigger things, you know, that's where he evolved into 2022. Probably early second round, late first round, Cody Mauk. Well, first of all, notice, by the way, 2017 freshman. He was a tight end. He was a mm-hmm. walk-on. This dude has come a long, long way from not just the look, but from his actual football accomplishments. So you're betting on a guy who's developed himself, which I'm a, I love late bloomers. So further in on Mauk. But since you're so fired up on him, Hogue, I watched interviews with him today. First of all, the kid, the young man that interviewed him in, uh, out there in, in North Dakota, please call me. I, I, I want to give you some tips on how to interview Cody Mauk because you could have done a better job. But outside, <laughs> it was so... It was so bad. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't plan on saying that, but it was so. So, do you like playing football? Um, come on, dude. We can do better. But, but, but the point is that he, we've all seen Fargo, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, that's him. He talks like that. <laughs> I think Jesse Plemons was in the Fargo TV show, by the way, if I'm remembering that. It was a weird roundabout way to get back to Landry from FNL. There we go. It makes he, sense, though. He's from there. He talks like it. it I kind of want to take a road trip to North Dakota State's pro day now. My, my point of bringing it up is it would be amazing to have that guy in this locker room. I mean, please draft him. That would be so incredibly <laughs> awesome. I don't know if he can play or he can't play, but I want him on the Bears. 
Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was out there with uh, Braxton Jones and we were learning the, the offense and I, I feel good about it. And now you guard or tackle. I'm good either way. Cody Mouth, baby. Let's go. It's a terrible Northern accent. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. What was that? I don't, I don't know what it was. It was come don't on. Ever do that again. Your call uh, takes are fine. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lawrence. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to be a bear. Slightly Come better. on! Mouth. Slightly better. Mouth. What did Mouth. I just tell Mouth. you? Never again. <laughs> Come on. Now I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Here's the problem. He's probably not going to still be available at number 56. Could be available at number 32. He's he's supposed to go uh, day two, though, right? He's a how day many times guy. we reference that? It's going to be painful. Oh. The Claypool trade. Claypool. Yeah. Rising shit, Bears fans. I traded your pick for a receiver who can't catch. Uh, <laughs> well, he, he catches the ball. He they, just doesn't get it thrown out. It, in in my trade scenario for you, uh, Adam, we're, we're making a deal with Carolina. We're getting some of their second-round picks. They've got 8,000 of them, so maybe we can get them with one of their picks. Get Malk. Um yeah, I mean, and that's been thrown out there a lot, even with the possibility of trading back to four with the Colts. Maybe you can get their early second round pick, and that probably maybe gets you in the in position to possibly land a guy like that. I'll tell you the other offensive lineman I wanted I wanted to talk about. Um, because I was surprised by him. Despite having watched a lot of Ohio State football, but there's this massive human being named Dewan Jones. Okay. And, He's so massive that when you saw him out there today, just on the practice field, Nick, you were there in person, so I want to hear what you have to say. But even just on TV, where you can't always necessarily tell the obvious difference between guys, when they would show him next, I'm not talking next to the cornerbacks. I'm talking about next to the other offensive linemen he was lining up next to. He looked like he was towering over them. Dewan Jones from Ohio State came in at 6'8 and an eighth. 375 pounds. Um, I think they said on the broadcast that he, he has the longest wingspan in the history of the senior bowl. That is correct, Adam. And this is early on. This is actually the first note I have in my notes here. O-line, 79. Dewan Jones is fucking huge. That is <laughs> verbatim what I have in my notes. Like, I don't know if you guys can see that O line seventy nine. It's a little blurry, but that he's a he's such a large human being. I was like, and we got a chance to kind of get a little bit closer, and he, like his arm length, like you said, he he does have the longest arm length in Senior Bowl history. And he went, when he gets drafted to the NFL, he'll also have the longest arm length amongst any tackles that have ever played. Like that's how large of a human being that is, and and. I think the big thing he wanted to prove at the senior bowl, I was listening to an interview he did is that he can have the foot speed. There were some reps where you're like, this man's not only big, but can actually move out in space. That's obviously very rare, but yes, the size of that human being was the first thing I took note of on day one of senior bowl practices. People are asking in the chat if, if he can move. I watched highlights of him today. He he was a, he wanted to be an NBA player in high school. Mm-hmm. Dude was putting the ball on the deck and throwing down dunks. So I don't know what it looks like on the football field. And he got smoked, by the way, by Aiden Hutchinson. He gave up three sacks against the guy and was and had a bunch of penalties th- that day. So, but that's you know, 
one of the best young offensive, uh, you know, defensive linemen in the game. It's not necessarily the worst thing. So I don't know. Could he move, Nick? What do you think? I think it varied on the reps, but the ones I saw, he was able to, I think, use that arm length to his advantage. I think initially he'd lost one of the reps, but then he just slammed the guy on the ground. It's like, you lost, but then there's that happening at the end. So it, it was a little bit of a mixed bag, but I would say the reps I saw, he was winning those. And that's not to say that he didn't didn't lose any on the day but yeah when you have that type of arm length it definitely helps yeah i'm i i would uh, there's a comment there polls doesn't like guys over 350 generally um i think it's more about the body composition it's something he's talked about and body fat it'll be interesting to see where dewan jones falls in that category um but hey, hey, hey real quick before you go further does it bother you Hogue nick when you see a guy like he's got He's got huge knee braces on on both his left and right leg. Does that bug you at all? No, a lot of offensive linemen do these days. They kind of just okay. I feel like most play with those these days. I I I, mm-hmm. I was impressed with him today. The thing that honestly, so what's what's tough is so you you brought up how he got smoked by Aiden Hutchinson. Okay, and and Aiden Hutchinson just had a great rookie year and is clearly a problem at the NFL level, and he can't necessarily find that matchup in the senior bowl as much as the competition steps up a little bit when you're playing Ohio state, it's if you're Cody Mauk going from North Dakota state to the senior bowl. Okay. This is a step up. Sometimes it's not for somebody at Georgia, Alabama, Ohio state, and some of those schools. Um, now there was one rep today that I circled because he, he did pretty good against Keon white from Georgia tech. Yes. Who's, you know, uh, probably a high first round pick. Um, and, and I thought that that one stood out and definitely will help Dewan Jones's case. But um, ultimately, big offensive tackles sometimes are too big. That's the problem, right? And and so I think that he earned some respect today with having a good day. But it's a th- it's a three day expo here. You got you got to put. We'll see what it looks like tomorrow. Yeah, real quick on Keon White. That was a guy I was wanted to pay attention to just because he made it on the annual freaks list that the, the athletic does uh, before the college football season starts. And it's a guy that's 6'5", 280, and hits 21 miles per hour. And I had to make sure I read that right. Like, this guy's that big, and he can run that fast. And that's what he was trying to do primarily in today's senior bowl practice, kind of go around guys with his speed. But that rep you talked about, Adam, I had that written in my notes too. Like, hey – Joe or you know the offense tackle just stonewalled him. You got got there in, in enough time, so that that is encouraging to see. But it we do have a couple more practices here, so we'll see if that consistency keeps on going. Yeah, and Jones is probably a right tackle only type of prospect, so something to keep in mind with him too. Um, we should get into some of the edge rushers, uh, Nick. Who stood out to you? I know you you were just talking about Keon White. I know you're excited about seeing him. Um, but I thought it was a not only not let's just talk about D line in general because not only edge mm-hmm. rushers but there were some interesting guys inside too. Where do you want to go yeah. first? Let's start with your alma mater there in Wisconsin, Keanu Benton. I thought he had a really good day, Adam. There was one rep where he just ripped through. I think it was a center on the play was able to get to the you know the quarterback initially, but he was popping up consistently, and that was somebody that didn't really know about. And I'm sure you, you know you had a you know some kind of background on him, but Keanu Benton was, was flashing. Um, another guy that maybe is not on a lot of people's radars and 
He's a little bit more compact than the other defensive lineman, but he's out of Arizona State. Nesta Jade Silvera was a guy that a lot of a lot of force he was just applying to these offensive linemen, driving them back. You saw it in the, the D-line drills as well, but packs a lot of punch for a, you know a, comp, a more compact guy at the defensive line position. But those are two guys that I saw that I had no idea really about, but really impressed me, and I had to keep putting them in my notes as I was watching the practice. Yeah, uh, someone mentioned Foskey from Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, he definitely flashed a couple times today. Will McDonald, the fourth from Iowa State. I thought I had a good good day on the edge. Um, he's somebody that, that could go relatively high. Um, Nesta's a three technique, right? That's correct, yep. You think he's big enough? Like, I mean, he plays with a lot more – he plays bigger than he is. I'll say that, Mark. He definitely okay. plays bigger than he is. And maybe I, I would have to go back and watch to see uh, how he did at Arizona State. But so far, so good. All right. Yeah, I can't say I watched a lot of Arizona State football this past you know, I, I, year. I'm, I'm so. putting you on the spot, Nick, probably unfairly. Right. But I just, you know, you, you threw it out there. So give me, give me the Nesta. It's a great name. I'm looking for good names. That's another yeah. solid name. Carm needs to put you, – you know what? I'm giving you an assignment. You need to do an, an all-name team. All right. Ooh. For the draft. We, we, we need the Carm all name team. Hey, can we go back to that super chat from my, I believe his name is Greg Braggs. Oh, I know. Um, I've heard of him. I, I believe he put this in here and um, Braggs <laughs> is wondering, Nick, did anyone admit to cheating on a one-on-one rep today? Like, did, like did, uh, did Cody yeah. Malk have a good rep? And then he's like, you know what, coach, I'm sorry. I held him. I, it really should. That should be a point for the did- defense. Did, did you see, um, you know, the, this, this Gregory Braggs guy, he's, 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 uh, you know, he's a great friend. I, I love him. Uh, but he, you know, he's just, he goes for the low hanging fruit and it's just embarrassing <laughs> that he would do that. Uh, really, honestly. Um, I do have to say, Carm, you got beat up by CHGO. Yeah, I my, mean, my, I, I get it from. You know, everybody watching out there, and and since I was on the other side of the argument, I feel like I was rightly in my oh. place to to have a little fun with the conversation on social media. But I mean, at chgo yeah. underscore sports just came firing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who's running the account out there, but just coming right at me like, yeah, no, I know it's terrible to watch this thing. I'm really sorry. You know, I don't know how much longer this guy's gonna work for us. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, GM of the GM Jake Flanagan coming at me, telling me, giving me the uh, the the video to stop talking. <laughs> guy runs, guy straight my boss on Twitter. Yeah, stop doing that, Carm. Huh? It's a good thing to wake up to in the morning. Well, <laughs> might have to not do that anymore. But then there's a, you know my guy Kevin McDonough, um, who's did you hear? Did you did you guys do you guys know who Kale McCarr is of the Colorado Avalanche? Do you know this? I retweeted it. Did you see this today? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Let, let me tell you what happened. This was just in December. Uh, that was just a month ago. Uh, so let me, I'm going to read this. It's rare that an athlete asks for a penalty against the op- opposing team to be rescinded. But oddly enough, that's exactly what happened during Monday's game between the Avalanche and the Islanders. Late in the opening period, star defenseman Kale McCarr, I think that's how you say it, gained control of the puck behind his own goal. It was being chased by the Islanders center, Matthew Barzel. Bakar quickly fell to the ice on the play, and it appeared that Barzell tripped him. The ref's arm immediately went up, and Barzell was called for tripping. But when the call went up, 
in Colorado's favor, McCarr approached the referee and revealed he didn't believe that a penalty should be called. McCarr fell down his own accord on the play and explained it to the ref. Then, just seconds later, the referee changed his mind and rescinded the tripping call. This was a month ago. A month. So, say what you want. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, you, that's the, you know, I shouldn't have said that yesterday, but, like, because I got so triggered by somebody in the chat. Um uh, Oh, so for those again. for those listening, we have uh, uh, this is how far it went on the uh, the internal CHGO and CHGO crime, but uh, actual <laughs> gifts were made, gifs. They're gifs, 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 um, and, and they are now being displayed on the screen. If you you're watching my YouTube. desktop, yeah, on my laptop, there's plenty of ammunition for future. Years. I cannot wait. It's it's fantastic. So Kale um, <laughs> Makar is my guy. And That's yes. my guy. By the way, Kale McCarr is not just a random hockey player. He's like okay. the stud of all studs. They're like, even better. He won even... the. I think he won the uh, Con Smythe last year. So wow, like, that's not good for me yeah, or anybody on the show. But at least he said his name right. So we're, well, listen, we're, I, I've 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 asked to be on every show at CHGO. I've not been. I've not asked to go on CHGO Blackhawks, <laughs> even though I've been to seventeen Blackhawks games this year. You are Mister Hawk on the show. You're our Blackhawks correspondent on this show, and apparently our Colorado Avalanche <laughs> correspondent too. Maggie is a great, is a great. You're a funny man, Maggie. Maggie says Always we, and forever. Matt Maggie <laughs> says in the comments, we'd love to have Carm on the KC coaching staff. Thank you, Matt. Uh, is, do you think that Maggie is also Eberflus? It's the same guy, and he and he flips back and forth. Mm, interesting. I no, I think they're separate. You think they're separate? I think, I think they're separate guys. Yeah, I think they have all the coaches. I think you're on this. Yeah, I think I, I, okay. Thank you very much. Bragg says Carm is gonna wake up with a horse's head on his bed. Not exactly now, sure now, what that means, but now threatening my life. That's a Godfather <laughs> reference. Come on. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. That was very. Confusing. I thought I thought for a second I was working with Sean Anderson of the White Sox. No, I'm not. Uh, by the way, Jake says he did no such thing about that. <laughs> oh, we could pull it up. <laughs> got receipts. <laughs> it's on Twitter. It, it's 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 for it's, all to see. At least it was. He didn't I, I mean, it. That's true. He could have deleted it. I don't know if he had it. But hey, listen. I knew it was on love, Jake. Don't you worry. You you we're all we're all in this together. But I, you know, five in the morning when I woke up and saw that thing out there, and I've got I've got seventeen thousand comments on this thing, and most of them are like, "Fire this guy." It was a little offsetting to start my day. <laughs> Yeah, I, be, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry if I contributed to that. Uh, no, no, I, no, 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 no. By the way, I'm the one. Like, I was watching it. I know I didn't produce yesterday. When I saw it, I was like, "This is hilarious." So, like, <laughs> and like, oh, it was great. And, and, and yeah. I no, mean, I, you didn't, you didn't stop talking for about two and a half minutes. You just kept going, and it was Spitfire. It was amazing. I mean, I, I just loved good. that. If, if you missed it, please go back. I mean, it's all over social media, but you can also go back and watch yesterday's show, which would, which would be great if you didn't see it. Um, and, and I encourage you, <laughs> while Karn's talking, watch me, not him. Yeah, there's some good watch, Just watch my face and sort of things that were happening in my brain as Karn was doing the talking uh by the way carm shout out to you for having your thermostat at 73 i'm a big fan of that i'm not afraid to to turn the heat up in the yeah. winter especially when it's negative thousand degrees I mean, outside i mean it's freezing in here i i was wearing a ski hat all day at this place i don't know what i could i mean i really needed to be on 80 but i you know i'm thinking about the wallet a little bit 
Since I'm uh, wearing this the Duke, is this, the Duke's this butter sweat. chiming in. He's saying that we got to oil neck up. Let's oil neck up. Let's get weird. He says uh, nine ninety nine. Currently, enough money. I'll do it. SPF one hundred leading at forty nine percent. Oil him up is thirty percent. SPF thirty at twenty, and only ten percent. Ten percent or two percent of the people say SPF ten. So, yeah. And, and, and to everybody in the comments, I apologize for not immediately getting the Godfather reference. Okay, it yeah, has been. I, I will admit that is one movie that I've only seen one time, and it was whoa, a while ago. So yeah, I, I know that probably broke a thousand different internal movie codes. There, you know what I watched last night that was really good, and I recommend Hustle on Netflix. Uh, the Adam Sandler movie on basketball. It's actually really good. Oh, I've been wanting to watch that. Yeah, it's not. It's it got a lot of good reviews, and I finally watched it. It's actually really good. Oh, I really, I enjoy if it. You're, if you're it, watching any recent Sandler, you got to watch Uncut Gems. Just, that's another good one. But this is kind of. It's obviously not the same movie, the but it's along that lines where it's a more serious movie. But he gets his Adam Sandler comments in there too from time to time. It's 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 a good flick. Which ones with Kevin Garnett and he gets beat up? That's Uncut Gems. That's yeah. Uncut Gems. Okay, I haven't seen yeah. Hustle. Uh, yeah. I, I, I watched way, Last a... of Us episode three. Holy wow. Oh boy. I watched it last night. It was great. I was critical of number two. Number three was great. I got to get okay. back. Nice. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> the Duke says uh, 999. Karn believes that if you run a red light but no one sees, you should drive to the police station. Fess up. <laughs> no, no. Karn is the ultimate moral high no, ground. No, Duke, Duke, I had, a, I had a, a perfect example for you. If you turn right on red, on a no turn on red on Michigan Avenue at 730 and somebody nearly gets in an accident, that's a ticket. You do it when no one's around. That's all good, baby. That's a different thing you were talking about. That had to do with the refereeing. That was okay. how officials should call the game differently in the fourth quarter than the first quarter. That wasn't even the same take. That's true. That's true. I, I, I guess I can you but... just organize your crazy takes in your head to keep them straightened out? The Duke threw me off. That's my bad. <laughs> and real quickly, with The Last I, of Us, with The Last of Us, when you're watching, you got to listen to the podcast that goes along with it. Ooh, it literally I... comes out after the episode airs, and uh, Nick, so I, HBO's The Last I'm sorry, of Us. I can't recommend people to listen to other podcasts. After they listen to CHO CHO Bears and everything in CHO Sports, they can get their little 45 minutes to an hour of the HBO Last of Us podcast. Explains a lot in the detail with directors and things like that. I think you'll enjoy it. I just watched the three minute uh, inside the episode, and that's good enough for me. That's always good, too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how Adam N knows me this well, but No Country for Old Men is not my all time favorite movie. That's another thing in the comment, but I, I, I love No Country for Old Men. It's a great film. Okay, friendo. You, <laughs> you don't like No Country for Old Men? I didn't say that. I, I just quoted the movie. Of course I like the movie. I'll flip it for it. <laughs> so good. All right. Call um, Call we do want to hear from Luke Getzi before we got here. I have a few more things to clean up out of the notebook. Um, but, uh, yeah, glad to bring that conversation back to, back to the stage here. Speaking of the stage, the stage is set. We're counting down to the battle in Arizona. There's no better way to get ready for the NFL action and with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5, get 200 in free bets is instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped up. Same game parlays boost your Super Bowl 57 winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. 
Boyd in Ohio. See show notes for details. And the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in our communities. ComEd offers the free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. This is what you do. Don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips, to schedule your free facility assessment. They're going to put money in your pocket, and they're going to put more energy into the world. All you got to do is go to comed.com slash poweringbiz, comed.com slash poweringbiz, or you can call them 855-433-2700, 855-433-2700, or here comes the email, business e, e. Oh, at, like comed da- at comed.com, yeah. business. That, that is kind of that's supposed to be a bird. Yeah. At comed.com. Uh, get that assessment online at the website again, comed.com forward slash facility assessment. Uh, the Duke has another super chat. I don't want to read this one, but uh, maybe Nick should. Nick. All right. The needs- Duke 811 <laughs> Nick me needs to oil up on fans only. My wife would pay for it. See, now this is getting weird, and I thought it was already headed that way, and I thought we should be careful because when you start paying for comments like that on the Internet that talk about oiling things up, I think we're talking about a different thing than what we do here at CHGO, but those sites do exist, so um, I don't know. But this is not one of them. I mean, my all-time favorite TikToker, Tony, you know, maybe Nick can be him if, if uh, you know, in another life. If he, if he, if, I mean, he's got the, he's got, he's got the talent. It's insulting to Nick too. Nine ninety nine for that. <laughs> I mean, we gotta be at least talking more than that, especially what? from the Another? Duke. I mean, the Duke's throwing out like five hundred bucks for getting the number one overall pick. Duke's drinking. Duke's having cocktails. A <laughs> couple of cockies. Crazy Tuesday night. I got an idea. Nick oils up while we hear E E. Why? All right, Duke. Hey, I gotta do a I, I gotta do a quick DraftKings pick of the week here, and, All right. and even though the uh, Super Bowl is over a week away, I have an interesting one that I stumbled upon that I like the early odds on because you know it's the Super Bowl. You got to get fun. You got to get weird. There's a prop bet that's already out there for any quarterback to have one receiving touchdown in the game, plus four thousand. So you're getting great odds, but. Think about the if there's a team that I think would pull off potentially Patrick Mahomes catching a pass, especially if he's not 100% running, you know, running with that ankle or whatever, it would be the Chiefs. They always pull Andy Reid pulls stuff out like that all the time. So if there if there was a team and remember, you know, you had the Philly special, things like this have happened. Um, the Patriots in that game tried to throw the ball to Tom Brady at one point and it went horribly wrong. Um, but they at least tried it. So I I don't, if you're looking for a long shot bet, and this will be our DraftKings pick of the week. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, like I agree with Matt Nagy in the chat here. Uh, it's it's him that's going to make the call. Ooh, and remember that funny. stupid thing where they all spun around, like ringing the ring around the Rosie in the huddle? Oh, was, yeah, that was like, cool. I like that. And then if, what happened? Did it Was there a penalty or something? Did it work? I don't know what happened in that. I play. think it should have worked, but there was a penalty, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I actually like that they were trying to pitch the ball back with Travis Kelsey. I, I don't know why more teams don't draw that up. It's not actually that hard to execute. Um, but uh, for some reason, it, it didn't work. It should have worked. Oh, I liked it. Uh-oh. Um, 
the Duke is right. The Duke's chiming in again. Oh, no. Okay, I'm sorry, but for real, I love Cody Malk, and honestly, Darnell Wright more than Skaronsky, no. especially since you don't have to burn a top 10 pick on them. I said what I said. You do, you do not have to apologize for any of your Super Chats, Duke. They were all amazing. Yeah, we're just having fun here. We love you, Duke. Yeah, you know this, Duke. And, and I always appreciate your football opinions, too. That's an interesting – it's an interesting – and, and I don't hate it either. I mean, I still think some of those def- – the, especially the top two defensive guys we keep talking about um, at the top – are uh you know kind of just at a different level so i I, un- I understand the sentiment there with the first round pick uh for, for the record we we don't promote any other podcasts here because we follow lawrence's lead but we would promote the duke's podcast if he had one the duke, the duke the duke 811 starts something we're supporting it yeah. um all right do you want to hear from luke getsy should we do that before we get out of here? I think it's interesting. Um, you get to hear Luke Getze's first day being a head coach afterwards with the media. Um, kind of a little bit of bonus content here at the end of the pile. We don't normally do this, but I did think it was interesting. Nick's down there um, to get this for us. And um, and, and here he is, Luke Getze, the right. Bears off. Let, off. let me just see if this works. So okay. this, this is All a right. new thing. We're, here we go. Let's give it a shot. Mentality coming in because you're just telling yourself being myself. Like you obviously don't want to come out here and be like a different person than you are personality. Like what? What were your thoughts? For sure. Into that. For sure. No, I, I, that, I'll always be that way. I'll always be myself. Uh, you know, I'm not someone that's going to be going to tackle somebody, but uh, I like to bring juice. And uh, hopefully these guys are feeling it both in the meeting room and then out here on the practice field. Luke, do you feel like you're really getting a, a test drive of it? I know it's an all-star game and you got a bunch of different guys that you hadn't met before, but does it feel like you're getting a chance to kind of show you can do it? Yeah, for sure. I think any any type of uh, exposure like this is, is a great opportunity. Is it exactly the same? No, but the structure, planning it all, putting it all together, all that stuff is uh, really valuable for me, for sure. How, how useful do you think your experience will be for Ryan and his staff when it comes time to yeah, hey, this kid was sharp in the medium room, this kid didn't. That's the most important reason why I'm here. I, I, I keep the, the main goal, the main thing, right? And that's and that's a, the final way to get our team to be a better football team. And this gives you a great opportunity to dive into the type of, type of men they are. Right? We want it, we're trying to to build this organization with guys who love football, right? And so we get to find that out when you get to be so hands-on, for sure. How much do you think you find out just from our week of practices? How much can you observe about how serious a guy is? Oh, like yeah. That? I mean, so, like, what I'm, what I'm doing, what I've taken this week to do is, like, I'm in every meeting room. So I'm going to every position. So I'm getting to see how the guys interact, see how they learn. Um, then I get to come out here and I get to observe every position too. So trying to take advantage of that, not just keep it in one area, uh, trying to get as much information on as many of these guys as possible. Are you able to learn stuff from them on the grass too? I know nothing beats their college game, but what can you learn just watching them out here? Yeah, just again, that's like the natural, is this guy just a baller or not? You know, you get the you get to see the subtle movements. You get to see how they handle change, um, how fast they can learn some, something and then go out and perform it that quickly because that's that's the world we live in, right? We can't do the same thing every week, so you got to be able to adapt. And, uh, so that's which is a really good uh, opportunity. To I, I couldn't, sorry, I couldn't see at the end what type of competition, what kind of competition was that the defense won. Uh, so we just did a we did the big guys first. They just did a pass rush, and then we transitioned to the skills. So then the backs. Got to go against a, a linebacker, tight ends went against a safety, and then a receiver went against a corner, one on one, throwing the ball in the air. So just an opportunity to compete and just get a little bit of O versus D. So was it 15 push-ups? 15 push-ups. Yeah. You know, you, I saw you do that. Would you have done them even if the D? Yeah, yeah. Either way, you do absolutely. Them? You win and you lose, right? 
I'm guys. How much time did you spend looking at Justin in the offense since you guys kind of wound down before the week off that wasn't a week off for you? Yeah, no, we haven't spent we haven't spent the we're not we haven't hit that phase yet. When we get back next week, we'll begin that phase. Uh, we're putting it all together uh, right now, so that when I get back, we can we can hit that running. So we didn't really spend. We took the time that last week to uh, like do exit interviews and spend a lot of time with each guy. I made sure that I spent 20 to 30 minutes with each guy on offense to, to really dive into the process and make sure that we're, we're, we're giving them everything they need in order to be successful. Is that kind of going all the time for you, though? Is that just kind of always running in the background? Like when your mind quiets, that's where it goes to, is thinking about the offense last season, thinking about what you want to change? Yeah, my wife would be upset about that because I, it is. That's why it's hard to shut it off. and. You desire being great, and like you just want to do everything that you can to get the guys ready to be successful next year. So see, that's what I, I get that comment at home all the time. Are you ever going to be actually be off? Or, I'm trying. I'm trying my best. She ever hit you with that classic, like, what are you thinking about right now? And you're just like, well, zone reads. <laughs> well, and... no. So I, I built a little office in my house. So she sees me in the corner. She doesn't have to ask. So. <laughs> have you been a head coach at any level in any? No. no. So just offense coordinator at Division Two, and then uh, now here. So. so. Luke, was there anything in particular you wanted to work on in terms of coaching with this opportunity, working with a bunch of group of guys that after the season that you had with the Bears that you wanted to kind of work on at this uh, this event here? Yeah, no, I think just the exposure and getting to coach all the different positions. You know, I think I've spent so much time on offense. It's always easy and natural to just go to the quarterback, go to the receiver, right, go to the O-line or tight ends. Uh, so just making sure that I – um, I have a conscious effort to go to the defense, go to the special teams, and be a part of all that so that I can help coach those guys too. Is that something you notice that Flus has made? Because I know Flus always talks about it. He wants to make sure he's in a yeah. too. That's something I kind of appreciate by the way he goes about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, being present is the most important thing. Even if you're not uh, you know, participating in it, but being present for your guys is the most important thing. I, I, I truly value the relationship with the player more than I do anything else. And so that's a big reason why I want, I want, I want to do that. So are you balancing all the different responsibilities right now? You, I mean, you're coaching a team every day, mm -hmm. but you said also the main reason you're here is for player evaluation. So are you yeah. going through practice film, but also filing like reports and stuff? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're doing all that stuff. I even catch myself in the middle of the practice, like taking a, you know, a second to step back and actually evaluate a little bit rather than trying to coach. Uh, and then the coach comes out, you know, so uh, just trying to balance all that stuff, but, you know, just trying to collect as much good information as we can. With the old linemen out here, the, the transition from college, what's kind of the number one thing you see with them as they have to make that jump? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, the, you know, you saw we had two, or we had Braxton go in there right away from a smaller school, and you got to see him last year kind of dive in. You get to see the raw athlete, right? But the, the, the speed and the, and, and the change of direction that they see on the other side of the scrimmage at our level is, is nothing that even the guys here in the SEC, they don't see it. So uh, I, was, I was just I was joking about it on the sideline. I said, we, we have the best of the best here, but it's still, you can tell that it's not that game that we play uh, every Sunday. There he is, Luke Getze. Um, we're all kind of smiling here because we have a uh, we have an interesting development that <laughs> occurred while we were while we were playing that. Um, but uh, real real quick to be professional and cap off the the I found that interesting with Luke Getzey. Good stuff by Nick grabbing that um, 
And it was interesting for him to kind of go through his first head coaching experience and hear from him on some of those experiences too. I also like that he pointed out that the draft evaluation is the most important thing that they're doing down here. So uh, at the end of the day, that's, that's what they're trying to figure out with some of these uh, prospects. Um, real quick though, um, while we were playing that, we have been informed after an investigation that uh, when Carm accused our general manager, Jake Flanagan of tweeting at him in the middle of the night, um, <laughs> ripping him for his take yesterday, he was actually wrong. That was not Jake Flanagan. It was just some other guy on Twitter named Jake. Yeah. Um, I think now I might actually be getting fired, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, 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 it said Jake, it was four 30 I don't know how I got that wrong, uh, but I would like to personally apologize, apologize to uh, Jake Flanagan, who was doing a phenomenal job leading us to the promised land. Um, <laughs> and I just um, I just blew it, apparently. And uh, I don't know what I owe Jake, but I owe something. I owe him something significant. And I look forward to making this up to uh, Jake uh, and, and Brandon and Kevin and, and, and Adam and Nick and, and, and Braggs and everybody for. Uh, making this faux pas. I thought that, Tog, did you see that same tweet and think the same thing that I thought? Or was I just out of my, you just kind of thought that I, can you, I, can you join me here? Let's, I, I am, thought am I, I saw him join in at one point, but I think I got it confused with another tweet that I did see uh, go out yesterday. Uh, okay. One I was not okay. aware of, but okay. you know, a lot of people have a lot of quarterback well, receipts from the past. Yeah. Um, that go very, very poorly. I would like to give Jake Flanagan credit for uh, resurfacing a take. He definitely deserves and should brag about constantly, maybe even every hour, every day. Um, but he has receipts on Twitter from December 15th, 2016 saying bears draft day, Patrick Mahomes, no matter what. Wow. That's mm-hmm. months before the that NFL draft in which the Bears took Mitch Trubisky. Well, and it's right up uh, Nicholas Moriano Lane too. We got two people who were calling for that. I think Hogue, you had you had Watson, right? No, I my order was wrong. It was it was Trubisky, Mahomes, uh Watson. Oh. Um which by the way was the Bears order too. So I- I would have honored my word and drafted Mahomes as the first quarterback to the Bears just in my tweet from four-plus months prior to the NFL draft clearly proves. Unfortunately, at Scotty Crinch and I were not co-GMs at the time. We are putting Jake's tweet up on the screen here on the YouTube. Man, it's it's never going to go away, by the way. that was the, no. By the way, there's all recircling in the news. No, we, shout we talked- out to our friends on, the, on Danny Parkins and Matt Spiegel's show. Um, they, they had Patrick Mahomes dad on yesterday and, um, he said that the bears told Patrick Mahomes they were going to draft him. Now I, I have two reactions to this and one is this is never going to go away. I'm sorry. It's just not because we, it's not we, it, 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 teams miss on quarterbacks all the times. They don't draft the right one, but they, they pick the wrong one and the other, and one of them is going to maybe be the best quarterback ever besides Tom Brady, or for all we know, maybe even challenge Tom Brady because he's already on a ridiculous Super Bowl pace as it is, uh, at least just getting there. We'll see how it looks in a couple weeks if he actually wins this one. But the reality is it it's probably the worst 
decision in Chicago sports history, right? We we said it last night on After Dark. It's 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 the bear. The Bears are the Portland Trailblazers and Sam Bowie. I mean, it's he's not quite that, but that's that never went away in Portland. It's never going away here ever. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, just, it's it's for life. That one is a for lifer. Yeah, uh, uh, you're, you're muted. muted there, Lawrence. What is happening on the show right now? I said apparently Nick is going away, and look at that. Did he you just have away. food delivered? No, I've had this uh, since what five? I haven't been able to eat it. I haven't ate like maybe eight hours. <laughs> no, so. boy, we should we should have the show so Nick can eat. Not no diet. Reese's peanut butter cups for you. Come on, I, I love the no, Nick's. No, they like, didn't have those. They fine. didn't even have any. I love the, Reese's. The show's not ever going to end, so screw you. I'm just going to eat now. All, all due respect to Reese's, it, it, considering how Nick's face looks, I don't think the Reese's would have made it through the uh, through the day with the sun sunshine. Um, th- th- this is why you want Jake Flanagan to be your boss, by the way. It doesn't matter now. We have Justin Fields, and I'm happy. It took years to get over. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, it's going to keep coming up. And then the other half of my reaction to that whole thing is I'm not surprised by that at all. We've already read, reported. There's a lot of people done a lot of great reporting on this. Um, it's it's all been well documented. The lengths that the Bears and Ryan Pace went to to keep it under wraps that Mitch Trubisky was the guy, and so it's not surprising at all that they would tell other prospects that they were going to draft them just to get other teams to think that they were going to draft them because that's part of how things leak out. And 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 so I I didn't find that revelation from Patrick Mahomes Senior surprising at all. It was interesting. It was great get by everybody on that show, but it didn't surprise me at all. And unfortunately, this is just going to keep coming up. I, I'm, I'm sad to say it will, but it, it was is. that comment after, before, or after he was smoking on Joe Burrow, uh, the uh, cigar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was, was awesome. after, but I didn't. You know, Hogue goes next. We have just different brains, clearly, because I yeah. thought that I thought they were telling Patrick Mahomes the truth, and they just changed their mind, and they and and. No, that, but so you, but so, and I think you're right, actually. Secret dinner just, in North Carolina, all that nonsense. Remember, they didn't tell the freaking head coach what was going on. Yeah, I, 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 I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. It, so now you lied to the goat. <laughs> he wants to kill you. Yeah, I, I think that stuff happens more than you think it does with every team in the NFL. But this is certainly the highest of all high profile situations. And, and we already know it was a very flawed wrong scouting process and um you know we don't need to relive it but unfortunately stuff like this is going to happen where it does uh we need to get a couple super chats before we leave and close up this show so nick can maybe sit in an ice bath with some aloe and eat his dinner um (laughs) the duke says carm um we need to meet tomorrow at 4, bring your – oh, from Jake Flanagan saying, quote, we need to meet tomorrow at 4 p.m., bring your ID badge and work computer. J.K., love you, Carm. Thank you, Duke. Carm oh. needs a work computer, though. He won't have to return that. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Uh, Duke says, I have no podcast, but I'm going to go into business with Bragg, start selling brick juice if CHGO doesn't do it soon. It's taking Chicago fandom by storm. I agree we need brick juice shirts. I'm pushing for this, um, and and actual brick juice, and brick. I guess brick juice. Would, we, you know, I've got a good idea. Uh, what if we had our good friends at Goose Island make a brick juice IPA? Ooh, now we're talking. 
maybe. And look at what Mark says from Easingwold. Mark Gautier from Easingwold. I'm not sure where that is in England, but somewhere in there. It says, I always drink Goose Island IPA watching Bears games. Sold from the local liquor store at the Market Square. A little bit of home. Boom. You're the man, Mark. That's good work. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And then, uh, shockingly, we have a real question. <laughs> Not to request the oil up. Uh, the Bears 85, what's your best guess on how many picks this year will the Bears end up with, and what is a normal hit rate on picks? It's a good question. They have eight right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see a, a, a change in approach, though, where even if the Bears acquire more draft capital, that they're willing to move up more than they were last year where they were literally just trying to get bodies and they ended up with 11. I, I, I like I could see them. And, and I think a small sign that, you know, if that's the right situation, polls is willing to be aggressive. Is he made the Claypool trade? Like he get, already traded a second round pick for, for a wide receiver. So I, I, I think there will be a little bit of a shift this year to, Make sure you're getting quality and not just quantity. But, you know, I do love the idea of having as many swings as possible. So uh, maybe they end up with eight in the end after many more trades. Well, Texans made a good hire today. I think that everybody would agree. And D'Amico Ryan's to be their next. Love the hire. Phenomenal hire. Really like the only good move the Texans made the last three years. It, it, It gives me a lot more optimism about their future. Right, and so that means you want your quarterback, right? And D'Amico's going to get his guy, right? So you're going to trade up with the Bears, right? So we're going to get extra picks there, right? You're going to give us that 12 pick, too, right? So we're going to have the 2 and the 12. Then we're going to straight out of that 2, and we're going to have the 12, and we're going to get the Carolinas 9, and we're going to get a bunch of second-round picks and a future and a first-round pick next year. That's the plan, right? That's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I'm cooking up. Let's go. So I think, I think he adds picks this year. I think he adds picks next year. I agree with that, Mark. I think that Ryan Poles, he showed what he can do last year. He regained so many day two, day three picks. But now I think he does want more quality players. And it's best for Justin Fields, too, if he gets some of those guys. But I think even in 2024, he's going to be getting re, re getting some more ammunition, if you will. All right, Nick. Uh, eat that food. Drink your brick juice. Get a good night of sleep. Great work out there in Mobile. Day two tomorrow. Um Invest in some sunscreen. We love you. <laughs> I'll be doing that. Thanks, you guys. All right. We're out of here. Follow us uh, on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at the Carm, at Nicholas Moriano. Uh, Nick's going to have a notebook up also to read at allchgo.com. Uh, plenty of content. Check it all out on social media. We got more videos that we didn't even get to on the show today. Uh, check out our YouTube channel. It's more than just these shows. We've been adding a bunch of stuff, shorter content, interviews, things like that. Um, and plenty of opportunity to kind of scroll through the channel and check out all the other content we have, especially um, as we get closer and closer to the draft and free agency and things like that, because it allows us a little, uh, to be honest, it go a little in the weeds here, but it gives us a little bit more flexibility to do things that we can't always do in season with all the NFL rules with video and stuff like that. Um, so there's going to be plenty more to come there. So make sure you are subscribed. Hit that notification button on the uh, YouTube channel. Hit that like button. Appreciate it. Those likes have been going up. That's good, and, um, and and we gotta keep driving them up. So hit that like button right now before you uh, say goodnight. And uh, we're back tomorrow again at six. Same exact thing. 
Nick's down there at the practices. We'll be watching all the coverage on TV, giving you our thoughts as well. Um, and make sure you're following all our social media channels and the YouTube channel for all the content over the next few days. Show is again tomorrow at 6 p.m. Central Time. We'll talk to you then.